think Misty has something for the children. Y'all can be dismissed. Praise be to God. Glory to God. Well, it's uh, almost summertime today. Shirt sleeves. Praise God, and it'll be... uh, It's in the process of changing right now, I think, so... It won't last. That's Kentucky for you, praise God. But I I look ahead to Sunday, and the sun's shining Sunday, and it's going to get cold. It's going to get 30-some before Sunday, but it's going to be back up to 40 or 50-some before Sunday. That's the church days are really what what matters to me. So, I mean, I know every day matters, but, uh, uh, you know, some people are, you know, if it's very much weather, it really influences their church attendance. Praise God, and it, it shouldn't. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, seek first the kingdom of heaven. I think church has something to do with the kingdom anyway. Praise God. Amen. Now, I don't think it's, you know, uh, I used to think you had to go no matter what the weather was. And, uh, or, or, you, or you didn't love God. <laughs> I had to prove how much I love God. One time uh, at Brother Wayne's, when I was going to Brother Wayne's, uh, it come a big snow. And I had a 73 Dodge Dart, and I mean, it had slick tires on it, rear-wheel drive, and uh, slick tires. And uh, I drove it. Brother Wayne lived in Russell Springs, and the church was at Rowena, almost down to the boat dock, down the curvy road. And so I made it to the preacher's house, me and uh, Tiffany and and, uh, her mother and and uh, we made it to Brother Wayne's, and Brother Wayne had his tent in the back of his van. So that weighed, I don't know how much, but that it filled up, you know, most of the back of the van. So we were able to make it, and it was my family and his family, but we were there. Praise God, not, you know, I'm sure that got us some points with God. And, uh, but, I, you know, I, don't, I think sometimes it's dangerous, you know, and I'm not, I'm better than I used to be on that because, uh, but I do think it ought to come first. Amen. And, and not secondary. And I'm so excited about the revival. Amen. And I, I, I've sat and thought, I said, Lord, are all of us adults so busy and so caught up with, with, with lives and got too much going on that he had to come to some college students that would take the time. And the church hadn't even shut the doors. Or shut the lights off since it started, and and uh, you know whatever it takes. But and then and then I've heard of, you know adult grown people say that once they went and they got drawn, didn't think they were just going to go see what was going on. They got drawn into it and and got convicted and repented, and then when they got home they wanted to go back. So we all need that. Praise God, and we're praying for that. Uh, anytime. Uh, anytime God starts doing something, 
the devil's got people already strat uh, str making strategy to try to counteract it and attack it and trip people up and and uh, uh, it's like uh, when we were dedicated when I got rededicated nearly 40 years ago there was uh, 60 some I think people that either rededicated or got saved during that revival and then 20 some got baptized a couple weeks later but uh, you, you could watch and count and, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to this I believe, I believe we're in the last days and I believe people don't have time to backslide but most of them fizzled out except you could count them all on one hand after a year or two that was still actively involved in church and uh, that's sad the devil's trying to wear away on people and bring people down he's really working really hard right now and uh, on social media and there you know there's different bloggers and and uh, all kinds of satanic stuff trying to go for the attention of our young people and uh, the reason he goes after young people is because young people are vulnerable and uh, you know uh, by the grace of God we get wiser as we get older and we get more discerning and we're not as easy, easily uh, full but we really need to be much in prayer for all that's going on I pray that this is it and I pray that it continues to spread and uh, uh, that it affects every believer and causes us to be so uh, so full of Jesus that uh, it's uh, attractive to the lost because Jesus really is religion will repel people but Jesus will draw people if he be lifted up he'll draw all men and uh, uh, I'm excited about it and and uh, uh, you know this is what we've been praying for this is the only thing that's that's going to change uh, uh, and defeat darkness praise God Jesus is the answer to everything and and that's what true revival is it's people getting revived getting restored to Jesus uh, getting an excitement about Jesus uh, and putting him first and he ought to always be first in our lives but we're creatures of habit and creatures of comfort and uh, uh, Satan's diligent praise God and, and we have to be on our toes and uh, uh, forsake not the siblings of ourselves together uh, and even more so as you, you see that day approaching because uh, this is it you know this is it if it's if it's uh, four or five years or if it's four or five months or four or five days before he comes back he is coming back and uh, I mean the church we've gotten so modern that we quit talking about that because people might think we're old fashioned you know, but I, I believe he is coming, and I believe it is it all is going to come to pass, just like he said. So, so here we go. Amen. Now, uh, uh, I want—I really want to talk about the love of God uh, tonight, because that is the evidence of true Christianity. There is, uh, there are people who confess Christianity who may not really possess Christianity. Uh, how do I want to say that? Uh, they have a mental assent to Christianity, but not a heart commitment, not something in their hearts. Amen. 
they, some, some people were raised in church. And a church is all, all that they've ever known. And so maybe they were sprinkled when they were little and stuff and, and just go assuming that they're Christians with ne- without ever having a commitment where we surrender. And, uh, you know, I... I, I, I uh, when you try to tell somebody what it means to be saved, and we all need to know that and understand that because I think there's a whole lot of Christians who don't really fully know that, so therefore they have trouble trying to tell somebody else how to become a Christian. But the Bible says, Roman, Romans 10, uh, and I believe this is, this is uh, a nutshell, there's a lot to it, but salvation is the beginning. It says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord. Jesus as Lord. Now, a lot of people are running around with Jesus as Savior, and they confess Jesus is my Savior. That means he saves me from hell. But when you say Jesus is Lord, that's different. You know, if I was drowning in a swimming pool and Jason threw me a lifeline and pulled me out and, and, and uh, did CPR on me and brought me back, you know, I could say, well, he's my Savior. He saved me. But he's still not my Lord. Amen. But if I submitted all that I am to him, then he's my Lord. And so we have a lot of people who Jesus is their Savior and uh, uh, not their Lord. But when, when he's really our Lord and we've really believed in our heart and confessed with our mouths, Lord Jesus, and we've been, when, and we've been born again. Uh, Ephesians says we're sealed with the spirit of promise. Praise God. Hallelujah, and uh, uh, God is faithful. There's no, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Or I think King James says he ever liveth to make intercession. He always lives to make intercession for the people who, who get saved. So when you got saved, Jesus is, is duty right now. He's at the right hand of the Father God. But he's praying for us. He's, he's standing in the gap for us, praying that we'd be strong and that we would make it. And he shed his all-powerful blood uh, and uh, uh, purchased the gift of salvation for us. Praise God. So uh, thank God. In Revelation uh, 12 and 10, we're all familiar with this. Uh, He said, uh, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. So uh, this is uh, the accuser of our brethren has been cast down. That would be the devil. He goes around accusing. Amen. And he accuses our brethren. But uh, in, in these last days he's been cast down. And, and verse 11 says, we that, uh, that would be, and they, that would be us. They overcame him, the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. 
Amen. So, so, you know, Jesus is our Lord. We're honoring him. And we want to obey him. We want to follow him. But we overcome the wicked one by the blood, by applying the blood to our lives and believing in the blood and what the blood has done for us. And then our testimony has the word of God in it. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. Amen. So, so that, that implies to me more than just going to church and then showing up to church every now and then. If you abide in me and my word abides in That sounds to me like something that you take home with you when you leave church. And your home's a godly home. Amen. And uh, uh, our lives uh, demonstrate some Christianity. Amen. We're not a chameleon. Y'all ever seen those chameleons, those lizards that change colors? You know, if they're on a red wall, they turn red. And then if they're on a blue wall, they turn blue. That's the way a lot of people are. If they're around Christians, they'll say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And if they're around that other crowd, they'll say, blankety, blank, 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 just like everybody else. Ha, 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 give me another beer. You know, whoo, <laughs> hallelujah, they're chameleons, amen, hallelujah. Well, we're to be, Jesus is our Lord, amen. So, uh. I talk about this a lot, and it, 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 uh, it's on my heart, and I pray a lot. Uh, the devil is a 24-7 devil, and uh, he's very effectual at what he's doing. Like I said, he's planning right now to attack uh, people who are getting stirred up by this revival. You can just count on it. And uh, uh, he's the accuser. And many people know this and understand this. Uh, politicians, uh, I think, learned it from church people. Uh, I don't know. But it goes on uh, both places. If you want to kill the influence of somebody, say something bad about them. And, and uh, there used to be laws for slander and stuff. And, and uh, now they got it down to a science where they can say something false about somebody and it's totally wrong, and the news will take it and say it, and then it'll come out that it was wrong, and, and uh, uh, they'll say, well, they didn't understand, but somebody had already heard. Somebody had already heard it, and it already influenced people. We are influenced, we are influenced by negative things that people say. That's why the devil does what he does and keeps on doing that. So there's two, two actions going on in heaven. Jesus is ever living to make intercession for us, for the children of God. And Satan is accusing people day and night. And so my question is, whose side are you leaning on? Which side are you going to be on? Amen. I saw this on Facebook. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the Bible says that when Jesus came, he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. God didn't send him in the world to condemn the world. So God probably didn't send you <laughs> into the world to condemn the world, amen? If he, if he didn't send Jesus, amen, why would he send you? Because so many people are so negative, amen? And it's one of the strategies that Satan is really using right now to attack people. And I hate to see Christians and ministers get caught up in that because it is worthless. Now, I have to, I have to as a pastor and a shepherd, I've got to point out some things that I think will hurt you some 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 erroneous things but i'm not going on facebook and making a ministry out of uh putting uh, critiquing people amen 
uh, as, the, as the Jesus said, you know, get the log out of your eye, or get the plank out of your eye so that you can see to get the uh, splinter out of your brother's eye. And uh, what uh, uh, we, we need to walk in love like never before. And that is one of the true signs of Christian, of a Christian. It says they know we are Christians by our love. So Jesus is, is always praying. He's for us. And Satan is always uh, uh, accusing he's against us. I want to get delivered from that. I want to get delivered from being critical all the time and being negative all the time. And I've come a long way, and uh, stuff that I used to think really bothered me, I've, I've come to find out that with, with a little bit of work, it doesn't bother me at all or, or, or doesn't, doesn't uh, long-term affect me. Some stuff still ruffles my feathers for, for a season, but I recover. Amen? So uh, Jesus prays, Satan accuses, and God is love. Amen? So, so love prays. Amen? Love makes inter intercession. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 says in the Amplified, Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this, this love, and make it your aim, your great quest, and earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments or gifts, especially that you may prophesy and interpret the divine will and purpose in an inspired preaching and teaching. So eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your, your great, great quest. So years ago when I first taught on this, I had a message called uh, Love Quest. Have a love quest. Make, make it. I want to love like God loves. I want to love people like God loves people. And that is, that is one of the pure fruits of revival. We'll see who's revived when they walk in love. And people who are, are going to be critical and judgmental, you know, you can, you can pretty much tell they didn't, stay at the, they didn't stay at the altar long enough. Amen? Hallelujah. They need to go back. So we want to eagerly pursue and uh, make love our, our uh, great quest. Now, when we read the Word of God, uh, especially the epistles, especially the epistles, because this is the dispensation of grace that we live in that it was written to. And, and so it, it's what really pertains to us. It's the exact same dispensation we are. So this, is, this, this will work for us. The promises there are the promises for us. Amen. The, the stuff in the Old Testament, we can learn from those. They are examples for us, is what it says. And we can always learn from that. But uh, after Jesus was crucified and rose again, and the Holy Ghost fell in the churches, then they're, on the, they're in the exact same experience with God that we have. The Holy Ghost we have is not a bit... Is, is not a bit different than the Holy Ghost that they had. Amen. We can have just as much as, as we want, just as they did. And we can stay full and we can walk in the power of God, walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, we're seeing more and more miracles all the time. Miracles are still happening. Devils are coming out of people uh, where people will let God move and let God flow. Praise God. Jesus is the same. And so this is exactly 
where we were, these epistles. So this is God speaking to me. This is God speaking to you. Now, there's some things we have to take in context. And scriptures, uh, we have to rightly divide the word. Study to show yourself approved. And look at things. Don't just take one little verse and not take it in context. Because you can take one little verse here and one little verse there and not fully discuss the context. And you can say almost anything that you want to say. Amen. Hallelujah. For, for instance, uh, you know, you could say, well, Judas uh, Iscariot uh, went out and hung himself. And then go thou therefore and do likewise. And so you could twist scriptures and put that together and say, see there, you know, you ought to go. And some of the, some of the misinterpretations of scripture uh, that people come up with are, are almost that ignorant. You understand? We got to rightly divide it. And listen, this is why it's not enough to have a good pastor. Uh, uh, it's good to have a good pastor, but a good pastor should point you to have a great relationship with God for yourself where you're filled with, filled with the Spirit. It's not, it's not enough. It's not enough to have a pastor who prays six or eight hours a day faithfully and is, is there for you. You know he's praying for you, but you're not. Amen. You need a pastor who's challenging you to pray and you to know God for yourself. Amen. It's not, it's not enough to have some kind of pastor, you know, well, we'll send an offering and get a prophecy. That's, that's, that's not what you need. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost for yourself. So if you did get a prophecy, you'd already know what the prophecy is, and it would be agreement. Amen. But see, I, you know, the devil, he'll twist any little thing and every little thing up. So I think in this time where there's so much going on in the kingdom, but there's also so much activity in darkness, we really need to be uh, having revival for ourselves and know God for ourselves and be taking time to pray and wait upon God. Not just saying, oh Lord, I'm in a hurry again. I need you to bless this and I need you to bless that. And then make a post on Facebook. Y'all pray for me and my family. I'm going through this. You know, and then you run, 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 run. No, you need to learn to wait upon God, to take time with God, to walk with God and talk with God. Every child of God ought to do that. Every child of God ought to be feeding on scriptures every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not, it's, it's not good enough if you read it in 1982, cover to cover. Amen. You need to, to read it and feed on. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, and uh, we need to have daily bread and feed on the word of God because the enemy is a deceiver. He's out to deceive. And so we got to know him for ourselves. And it's going to take more dedication and consecration than what a lot of people know. And that is one of the things I think this, this revival's building is causing people to begin to become more and more consecrated to him. And that's, that's what we need to be because uh, he's talking all the time. If we'll listen, we're just too busy to listen. Amen. And, uh, you know, people who are scared of the supernatural and uh, uh, Christians who want to fight the supernatural, uh, he doesn't come where people are scared. He comes where people are hungry. And where people are praising God and worshiping God and expecting those things. But if you're opposed to those things, it's, it's not going to happen for you. Amen. And uh, we have to have the word of God because uh, in atmospheres where the gifts of the Spirit are moving and there's prophetic utterances, the Bible tells us to judge them. To look and see if they're according to scriptures. And if somebody starts prophesying something 
that's totally off the wall that has nothing to do with scriptures, then not, nobody's obligated, not, certainly not in my opinion, uh, to pay any attention to it because it's not based on the Word of God. It's just a bunch of, uh, 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 of ridiculousness. Amen? It, it needs to, it must agree with the Word of God. It must go along with the Word of God. So everything is about our relationship with God, walking with God, having our own relationship, uh, uh, being filled with His love. Now, now, now uh, His love is such a great thing. Uh, so these are the epistles. This is what's speaking to us. We can believe this. We need to know these. We need to spend most of our time in Bible reading in the New Testament, especially in the epistles. You realize Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'm not against them. I love the red letters. But that was before Jesus was crucified. 95% of it was before Jesus was crucified. Amen. After he was crucified, the curtain was written twain. That's when we went to the New Covenant. Amen. When he was speaking the red letters, he was under the Old Covenant. When he was doing the miracles that he did, he did them under the old covenant. We need to look for the miracles that we need to see. We need to look at what John did, what Peter did. Amen. What the apostle Paul did. Because that's our dispensation. And, and uh, what they did, we can do. He's the same. And there's no respect of persons with God. Do you understand? But so many people don't even understand that. Amen. And really, a lot of denominational people that aren't filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, they just they don't get Paul. They don't get Peter. They don't get John's epistles. They don't get them at all, so they just leave them alone because they're spiritually discerned. Amen. Or if they do try to interpret them, they misinterpret them. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's Holy Ghost. It's Holy Ghost talk. And I'll just throw this out there in case somebody who didn't, who, who, who's listening didn't know. Every church that letters went to in the New Testament were Spirit-filled churches. They all believed in the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and they had the gifts of the Spirit. It was commonplace. Some way or another, our modern religion lost that, and we got away from it, but that's the way it was so. I saw a report. I only saw it once or twice, but from a Nazarene pastor that was there uh, on Facebook that was there observing the revival, and he said people were praying getting filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. At Asbury during this revival. That's going on. And oh, uh, and I know there's excess and I know even extremely Pentecostal people can get messed up and get weird, but this lack of power is not going to cut it. You, you can be Pentecostal and still get religious and get caught up. We, we need the pure stuff and we need to seek and know and, and have pure hearts before God and desire pure, pure power. Let's read this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. It means something to us. It's alive to us today. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God, was, uh, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in God, <coughs> he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Give me a little drink here. Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar, for he who does not uh, love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must l love his brother also. Amen. So uh, Christians are the love people. You know, there's a, there's a great old song, uh, of course, uh, uh, They'll know we are Christians by our love. Doesn't say they'll know we are Christians by our hairdo. Amen. Or by our bumper stickers. Amen. But they'll know we are Christians by our love. We have to show love to a lost and dying world. Amen. And there's a lot of darkness out there. And we still have to walk in love. Amen. Uh, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. We don't have to fear the day of judgment. Amen. Now, now I believe Christians are going to have a day of judgment, according to scriptures. Amen. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're going to get away with that. We're going to be judged, amen, for the lives that we lived. Now, if we've believed... Uh, in our hearts and can confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus we've received the grace of God the power of the grace of God we've received the perfect uh, forgiveness that God offers amen and as far as God's concerned our righteousness is his righteousness his righteousness is our righteousness but there there is a judgment day coming where we're going to be judged according to our works amen now we're already saved and we're in we can't be cast out amen but we might see where we came up short. Amen. And some of us are just uh, so with it, we, we might not even know. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it might be a day of revealing, praise God. But there is a bema seed it speaks of in these epistles that there's a judgment day coming. So you ought to keep that in mind. Yes, I'm forgiven, but I'm going to give an account. Amen. I'm going to give an account for what I did or didn't do. The Bible says to know to do good and not to do it is sin. But that doesn't mean that we've lost our salvation. Amen. It, it means that we should walk with God, feed on the Word of God, and, and let the Spirit of God lead us and guide us to maybe uh, wake us up. Let me read a few verses of that in the Passion Translation that reads like today's newspaper.
that makes it more clear to us. Uh, uh, verse 7. Those who, are, those who are loved by God, let His love continually pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of Him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when He sent His matchless Son into the world so that we might live through Him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved Him. It was His love, not ours. He proved it by sending His Son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, if He loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor, but if we love one another, God makes His permanent home in us, and we make our permanent home in Him. And His love is brought to its full expression in us. He has given us His Spirit within us so that we can have the assurance that He lives in us and that we live in Him. Moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth that Father God has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God, and God lives in them. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love He has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in, in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus uh, now is, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response uh, to the love of uh, God first demonstrated to us. Anyone can say, I love God, uh, yet have hatred toward uh, another believer. This makes him a phony. Because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? For he has given us uh, this commandment that whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to one another. Uh, so this is talking about the kind of love we ought to have uh, as children. We ought to live in God. Uh, we ought to live in love and live in God. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're godly, Love is going to be a manifestation. It ought to be growing. And, and you know, we got to hear the Word of God, and we got to receive instruction. Uh, some people haven't received uh, really good instruction and, and uh, are still saved but still hateful and judgmental and, and uh, uh, segregating. You know, oh, I don't like my kind of people. I don't like... Nobody else. And I'm telling you, there are certain kinds of people that really get on uh, my nerves, you know, especially people that think certain ways. But I have to love them, and I have to pray for them. And i got to be filled, so filled with that love uh, that uh, if I encounter them, I don't, I don't lose my religion and knock somebody out and repent later. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. i got to display that love and show and demonstrate that love even when they're out to provoke you 
And you will encounter that. You will encounter that, praise God. Hallelujah. So we want to we wanna always walk in love. And, you know, everybody's been hurt. If I dwelt on everything that ever happened to me, I would be a bitter person. Amen. I would be a, I would be a reclusive person because people hurt me. So I don't want to be hurt anymore. So I'm not going to fool with people. I'm going to stay away from people. I'm not going to love people because when you love people, you lose people. And that hurts. And I don't want to hurt anymore. So therefore, I'm just going to stay all to myself. And I'm just going to be judgmental. And I'm just going to be bitter. And I'm going to be offended. And, and just put up walls. But see, hurt people hurt people. Amen. Uh, if every time something touches you, you want to say something snipey back, you're hurt. Amen. And the reflection is to hurt back. But forgiving people, forgive people. When you've really truly been forgiven, then you know and understand. Amen. Hallelujah. I was just like that one day, but now I know better. And listen, loved people, loved people. We need to know and understand that we're loved. Amen. And, and you know, the devil, one of his strongholds is getting us, getting us offended and, and getting us holding on to grudges and, and thinking ways that are contrary to his word. You, you, you know, the devil tried to tell you nobody loves you, nobody cares about you, and, and try to get that to bother you. And, you know, the devil's, the devil's good at what he does, and people commit suicide every day. He's so good at it. And there's not enough people full of the love of God uh, to be able to reach out and, and observe and catch every situation. But love is the answer. And the devil is such a deceiver. He's such a liar. And, and you know, I think, I, I think there was a time or two I kind of thought I was a little bit suicidal, but really not. And I've talked to people who... You, you know what? I had a ministry at, at one time. I'm serious. I had two or three different people calling me at night, and I would lay in bed. And they always get this way late at night. But I always told them, don't ever do anything stupid. Call me. And I, I had two or three that would call me, and I, somebody that I knew. Oh, Brother Randy, maybe you can help my cousin or my brother or somebody like that. And so, yeah, give my number. And, and uh I've got more phone calls like that than I want to think about. But I laid there in bed and talked to them and talked to them and told them Jesus loved them and told them that their life mattered and that the devil was a liar and prayed and bound the devil and bound the devil. And you know what? I, I, I know I buried at least one of them. You know, maybe more than that. You can't help everybody. You just can't help everybody and somebody. And, and they do all right and get good for a while. And then, but, I mean, the devil's wicked. And he'll mess with us. And he'll get us thinking things. And, and, and you know, he may not get you to, to uh, take your life. But if he can just keep you so messed up that you never really get in faith and really let the love of God flow, then he's, he's accomplished a lot. Because greater is he that's in every one of us than he that's in the world. Amen. He just wants to trip people up any way he can. So hurt people, hurt people. Forgiving people, forgive people. And love people, love people. And saints, we're forgiven and, and we're loved. Amen. Uh, I, I, I put this in here. What you respect and honor, you draw to you. But what you disrespect and dishonor, 
you drive away from you. Amen. So we, we need to show love. Amen. And, and uh, you know, it's like I said, in marriage, we fell in love with our spouse. Uh, not because they critiqued you every time they saw you and said, you know, what happened to you? You look like a wreck today. You know, that, you know, that, that would just mess with you. But if they said, you look nice today or you smell nice or something, you know, all right. Or, or, you know, I, I love it. Everybody does. Have you been losing weight, Pastor? You know, and even, you know, when I know I've gained five pounds, well, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, you kind of, we go for that stuff. Amen. And uh, I love Dr. Jacobs. I always have, one of the things I always admired is that he can make people feel better. You know, and I said, Lord, I need, I need so much work in that area. Help me, and I'm trying, I'm trying to, to do that. And if I could ever get close to, to uh, what an encourager he is, I'll have uh, been successful. Glory to God. 1 John 3.23, again, this is epistles. This is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us a commandment. Now he who keeps his commandment abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Now, uh, I, I think it's in Romans, in the epistles, that says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. Amen. I think uh, I, I'm excited about the Spirit of God being poured out, at least to a certain extent. Uh, you know, I'll go home and look for some reports of what's happening tonight at, at, uh, at uh, Asbury. I think we need to be filled with the Spirit. I, I think the power of God needs to come back in the churches. Uh, I think the gifts of the Spirit need to be back in the churches. The, the latter state of the house is going to be greater than the former. Amen. Uh, I believe... Uh, there's going to be miracle signs and wonders happening just like there were in the early church. Amen. I believe there's going to be people at the gate called beautiful that arise up shouting and leaping and walking into the power of God. There's going to be uh, people raised from the dead. There's going to be blinded eyes open. Amen. Uh, uh, Jesus said, These things that I do, ye shall do, and even greater than these shall you do. So the revival is just beginning. Amen. And unto whom much is given, much is required. I understand that there's some people who've never heard these things. I understand that there are people who've been in church for a long time, and if they've heard anything about these things, it's negative or contrary. Amen. I had one person, one dear person that I always respected, but uh, I was excited about being filled with the Holy Ghost and excited about being called to the ministry. And they just told me, she said, uh, Now, Brother Randy, I'm happy for you. But she said, uh, I don't think we have to have all that emotional enthusiasm and, and uh, all that, uh, that stuff. It said, uh, 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 some people need a crutch. She said, some people need a crutch like that was my crutch. Well, it's not my crutch, it's my stretcher. Amen, because I can't even walk without him holding my hand. But there are some people, just because of their traditions, that are, it's going to be difficult to break. But I think that's what this revival's part of is doing. It's softening stuff and getting people ready. Amen. You can't go from the kindergarten to the seventh grade and they whip out some of that long division on you. You know, 
What are you going to do? You ain't got enough fat. You can't do that on your fingers and toes. It don't work. You know, you, 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 you're in trouble. Amen. You got to go first grade, second grade, third. But God will do a quick work. And people need to get hungry. And the Holy Ghost is the greatest teacher that there ever has been. He will give you a hunger and help you understand. And it won't seem like it's all Greek. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you get hungry. Amen. And you get crazy. Praisey. I said praisey. You want to praise God. Amen. You want to lift your hands. You want to celebrate. Amen. And, and you get pray. You want to pray. Amen. And you can pray in tongues so the devil can't hear what you're talking about. Amen. God is so good. Let me see. Uh, glory to God. I can't go through all that. Uh, one of the things that we ought to really do to, to understand God's love, and I did this religiously uh, at one time in my life. I had devotions by the book. I had papers printed out that I went through every day. I had, I had uh, Bible reading charts that when I read my scripture, scripture for the day, I'd cross them out in colored pencils. And, and uh, I, got, I had colored pencils so it wouldn't bleed through. Them highlighters would bleed through back then. You know, so they didn't have highlighters that wouldn't bleed through. So I had colored pencils. And I'd cross off my devotions. And every day, I, I, uh, uh, I read uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, or 12, the love chapter. And every day, uh, I would read uh, Psalm 91 about protection. Amen. So, so uh, I make this statement. Make this confession, and you can repeat after me because we need to say it. You have what you say. Amen. So, so repeat after me. God's love in me, love in me. endures long and is patient and kind. God's love in me never is envious or boils over with jealousy. God's love in me is not boastful or vainglorious. God's love in me does not display itself haughtily. God's love in me is not conceited. God's love in me is not rude. God's love in me does not act unbecomingly. God's love in me does not insist on its own rights or own way. God's love in me is not self-seeking. God's love in me is not touchy or fretful or resentful. God's love in me takes no account of the evil done to it. God's love in me does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. God's love in me rejoices when right and truth prevail. God's love in me bears up under anything and everything that comes. God's love in me is ever ready to believe the best of every person. God's love in me hopes fadeless under all circumstances. 
God's love in me endures everything. And God's love in me never fails. Amen. But, uh, you know, that passage right there, you know, that's how we're supposed to be because we are children of the Most High God, and it's supernatural. God lives in us. There's no other religion like it. Amen. Religion can't compare to this. This is Jesus. This is the real deal. Well, Father, we thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven, and uh, this, the, the seed of the word has fallen into our hearts and just stirred us, Lord. We believe you. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for our portion of what you're doing in these last days. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory and all God's children said, Amen and Amen. Well, God bless you.